Yeah, so hey guys, welcome to this new episode. We decided on last episode to cut the last one in two parts because there was a lot of releases on that week. And yeah, we managed to record two days uh, one after the other. So <laughs> that's a really big achievement for us, at least. Oh, yeah. And yeah, guys, so we have this a time lot to talk about. We'll talk about specifically cameras. The last episode we talked mainly other types of stash like computers and smartphones and now it's time for the cameras and we are gonna start with DJI. They have been releasing Tesh like crazy and Mathy will tell you the first thing that they presented. Guys, it was just I'm speechless. It's just amazing what they achieved with this release. The Ronin 4D. It's a four-axis stabilized camera. Basically, a cinema camera with an integrated four-axis gimbal. It's a chicken head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. It uses the Zenmuse X9 with a, a 8K um, and a 6K version. So that's the DJI flagship camera. It's a full frame f with up to 8K, 75 uh, frames per second and 14 stops dynamic range with an 800 to 4000 4, native ISO. So not the best ISO, but if you got the money to buy this, you have the money to buy like a 1.2 lens. So they don't care much. Yeah. yeah. It also, as a cinema camera, includes nine I built in nine stop and D filters, so that's awesome to have as well. You it have has uh, to be just to camera. to clarify, it's not just one ND filter. You have multiple ND filters that sum up, no, that go just up to nine stops. So you have one of like one stop, then three stops, and so on till nine stops. Exactly, exactly. Well, and th this part is like the big news. No other camera at this price includes a lighter focusing system. Basically, it's kind of a not laser, but kind of yeah um, system. It's what the awesome iPhone focus. 12 and 13 Pro Max have. It's the same technology, but in another level. Yes. So the guy who has to focus everything, if he misses something, he won't with this one because. You also get a wireless transmission system, so you can focus from wherever you want at like, I don't know, it was like 5 kilometers range? It was a lot of range. So you can be in a building one, uh, three floors up and you will still have uh, the mega good resolution. And you can focus and do whatever you want from a big dis distance. So there has to be just one person walking around and focusing or just following the person. And talking about that person who is has to carry this camera around, it's made out of ca carbon fiber and aluminum magnesium alloy. So it's very, very light. I don't have the specific weight because it changes with the lens you put on. But it's basically very light. And talking about lenses, <laughs> this camera is revolutionary in this means because it has no mount or you can say it has every mount because you can change it. You have yeah. you can put the Sony E mount, RF, DJI, uh, Sigma, 
Nikon, but nobody uses Nikon lenses really. And every <laughs> lens mode you want. So yeah, heads up for DJI on that one. Yeah. <laughs> you also got AI-based Active Track Pro. That's like the lens, the the drones that follow you. You can do that one, and the the gimbal and and the camera will follow the subject you want. And it, it it's a, it's a gimbal. It's a gimbal, so it can turn like 360 degrees around and do basically what the camera wants to do. And obviously thinking that there's a person behind and well the body behind the lens. But yeah, that's amazing. So yeah, and talking about gimbal, you can lock it up. So you can just turn on the axis that you want to use. So if you want to make it look like you or you have a handheld camera without any gimbals, you could just lock them up and use it like that or just lock the fourth axis. So you have a lot of possibilities. And this time, what is really nice about this camera is that you have an integrated SSD. So you just plug it in and you, when you're ready, plug it out and connect it to your computer and you're ready to go. And if you don't want to use this SSD, you can connect an CFexpress Type-B adapter in the spot of the SSD and just use that. And finally, the prices. For the 6K version, it costs 7,199 US dollars. And for the 8K version, $11,499. And the thing is, if you compare it to cinema cameras, they're relatively much expensiver. If you say, or more expensive, I think I much said it wrong. Much more expensive. Much yeah, more yeah. expensive. <laughs> Grammar. <laughs> Grammarly.com. <laughs> Not sponsored. Just a meme, okay? Um and you get a lot of things you get the gimbal the sensor and the displays and that stuff included in the price so that's pretty amazing and i want yes. to comment on this whole camera is that uh, dji it's made a very very revolutionary thing that is very innovative and they merged their knowledge in drones for example for the transmissions and the gimbals like the Ronin SC and, and so on, all into one camera. So that's pretty amazing of them. They just put everything together, what they did well, in one place. So yeah, that's nice. And speaking about the yeah. good commenting, things from DJI. Commenting on the price, uh, Martin. Oops, oops sorry, 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 sorry. 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 Uh, uh, <laughs> commenting on the price. The 6K version is at 7199, but you have to buy the SSD module. So the SSD SSD module for one terabyte is only included in the 8K version. That's for 11.499 dollars. So consider buying the one terabyte SSD ver um, slot for the 6K version in your when in your math when you're thinking about buying it because it yeah. will be a little bit more expensive like 500 bucks or something but if you got like seven 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 thousand two hundred dollars for a cinema camera you will have that 500 bucks. yeah exactly no big deal <laughs> yeah so still talking about dji we got a new action camera the action 2 we all know the action 1 
or the Osmo Action, I think it was called back in the day. Uh, it was the first action camera with a front display, and that was very revolutionary, and it made a lot of competition to GoPro. But now we got the second version of it, and it's modular. So you have a teeny tiny camera where you have just a display and the lens and the sensor with internal storage up to uh, 32 gigabytes and then you have different modules that you can put magnetically for example the battery module module and what was the other one i don't the remember the module yeah, yeah it's a front facing screen yeah so you can adapt the camera to your needs it can film up to 4k 120 fps that's very nice and yeah it's very portable and like we said before magnetic so you can just put it in anything that's made of metal or magnetic you just put it up and it will help so you will have amazing shots from this camera for its tiny aspect ratio yeah it's up to 10 yeah. meters waterproof but just with the camera module if you have multiple modules you have to put a case on it but yeah yeah as always on uh, sports cameras you have a 155 degrees field of view so pretty wide and as always on GoPro but here with a different name we have Rocksteady 2.0 and Horizon Steady so if you're on a bike for example and, and riding on rocks or for example an FPV drone it will be a pretty good stabilization but you will have to look at reviews and comparisons with the GoPro Hero 10 because that stabilization was very good it was I don't know if it has a competition if these two uh, stabilization softwares can compete but we will have to check that out yeah as Martin said there is two combos available the camera module and the battery module so extended battery life or uh, the camera module and the front front facing screen the camera has a big screen on the back it's basically like like 90% of the body it's screen in the back but here you got a second one that's facing you so you can do like vlogging style on uh, action camera but yeah. who does that <laughs> a lot of people yeah. will actually do that especially for traveling hiking if they want don't want to uh, take a big camera with them i've seen a lot of people doing that yeah <laughs> a big problem on this camera though is that you can actually film 4k 120 fps which is very good you don't have any 5.2 or 5.3 k but 4k 120 is pretty good actually but problem is the camera module itself has only 32 gigabytes and 4k 120 is pretty heavy yeah. so you will need an ex external SD slot but the camera module doesn't own any so you have to put an external module like the screen or the battery one to be able to film like more than 10 or 15 minutes on 4k 120 so not so good DJI yeah I think that was just to keep the small size because if you put a SD card slot even if it's micro SD and you also want it to make it waterproof it will be very difficult 
to maintain also the small form factor. So I think that's the uh, argument they had to do that. So probably I, I'm not sure, but they yeah. all they always will have arguments, Martin. They always will find one. The good yeah. part though is that every combo it's not sold alone on the DJI page at least. Uh, but all comes with uh, magnetic attachments, so everything is magnet, magnet, magnet based. So you have like a lanyard, lanyard. So that's like a necklace that you put under your shirt, and you put the camera like in front of it, and it will keep like the POV style, like the the GoPro one. But this is magnetic ball joint adapter, adapter mount, and power cable. That's all included. So that's nice to have so if you pay very high prices for this camera you are hoping at, uh, um, as well to have this this kind of stuff the prices very important for the battery combo it's an, in the DJI store at $399 and in the for the dual screen combo so the extra screen it's at 519 USD so that one is I think more expensive than the GoPro Hero 10 yeah I think it, it trades for 429 dollars or euros the the GoPro Hero 10 I think and also the is it good is it bad can you achieve it yeah. can you afford it yeah it to see and <laughs> another competition they have I think it's the Insta360 Go I think they are now in the second version of it and they started with this magnetic necklace thing to do the POV style and the the camera is also smaller so maybe that's more the competition of it but it's difficult because one is 360 and the other not so I don't know but just to have a reference yeah it yeah. would be interesting to know if you can put like two camera modules one facing to the other side and do a kind of that would be very smart thing that would be very very smart that's basically ai you do you only have to do some ai you just have to put them together uh but it's not 100 percent 360 because you have 155 degrees point of view angle so yeah <laughs> maybe you could achieve something similar but not 100 percent DJI Action 3 coming soon. <laughs> yeah. And still talking about DJI, they've been, like I said before, releasing a lot of stuff, holding every week an event for the last two weeks now. And we are expecting a third one next week. Probably, I think it was on Tuesday or Wednesday. And the rumors say it will be about the new Mavic 3 line. Uh, I've seen some rumors that said the Mavic 3 Pro will have two cameras on it. A, I think, micro for third sensor for the wide-angle camera and a one-inch sensor for the telephoto camera. So that's pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, the that's DJI, massive for a drone. Oh, yeah, the Air 2S that films up to 5.3k and takes very very good photos has a one inch sensor and micro for third sensor is in like for example the panasonic gh5 or gh9 those are amazing cameras for video so that will be very very interesting to see 
what DJI puts into this drone if the and hopefully the rumors are true so let's see what they can do let's hope it's like that what we do know is that Sony released some stuff recently one very very good one the Sony a7 IV this a camera was waiting for a very very long time everyone was waiting for yeah. it we have the a7 II lineup for or a7 III lineup sorry for a very long time and three yeah, years finally we, we got here mm. it was very yeah. hyped years yeah so finally here we got the a7 IV with a 33 megapixel full frame Exmor R CMOS sensor with 14 bit raw photos and 5 axis sensor shift stabilization. So, pretty good on that one. And talking about the sensor, we got a 100 to 51,200 native ISO, but you can expand it to be uh, from um, 50 ISO, so have that, up to I think it's like 210,000 ISO. So that's nuts. And you know, Sony is Sony, and you will like have very little noise on that 200,000. <laughs> He's yeah. a Sony shooter for your information, so you hear a lot of compliments from his side. <laughs> I'm yes. Just warning you. Yes, we got here 10 FPS. I would have. Um, like to have a little bit more FPS. I don't know if um, electronic shutter speed will be better, but here on the BH photo page it only said 10 FPS. But I would expect to it expect it to be like 20 or 30 FPS because that's mm. the condition and we have to keep up. Mm, but I don't think knows? so. Wait, we do 30 not? FPS, Marty, is for the uh, flagship camera, sport cameras. And you get that in the A1 where you pay like $6,000 for it. And this costs less than the half of it, like 2800 I think. So it's all different fields of photography uh, and different price range and different targeted yeah. audience. So you can expect it I, not I, so much. But for example, the Canon R6 takes 20 and it's in the same price range. And the Nikon 6 Mark II takes 14. So it's not very bad, but it could be a little bit much quicker. Yeah, but not 30 yes. FPS. That's, I don't think that's reachable in that price well, range. A little bit more, I mean. I just meant a little bit more. <laughs> what is good on the, on the processor side is that you can take 828 photos, raw photos, um without buffering so yeah who takes 828 photos in a row like nobody but it's nice to have the option <laughs> yes of course <laughs> and as you know sony is pretty good for pictures but i think as good as or even better in the video you got up to 4k 60 fps with a little crop and 10 bit raw video so that's actually pretty good for a camera this size this weight and this price so pretty nice to have you you don't have any recording limit so if you got the storage you got no limits and 
<coughs> Canon, you don't have overheating problems. <laughs> you don't have any overheating problems. So you can do the 4K60 or whatever you want without any limits if it's not too hmm. hot outside because After it can affect it. it. I think it has a little bit of overheating, but when you are recording like an hour or a little bit more, but uh, the Canon overheating was on the 8K side, so it's another story, but... Yeah. yeah, on my uh, 6100 Sony that also films 6K, uh, 4K uh, 30, I got overheating, but like one hour in, and I mm -hmm. still had memory left. So, but that's not raw. But I mean, what were you doing filming one like hour straight is. of 4K? Yes. Just testing or? Yes. Mm -hmm. No, I'm, I'm just telling you guys, my phone is overheating right now. I just got a notification. Well, let's keep up with the Sony. We finally got here the side angle flip screen, so no more flip up screen, like keeping up with the lens in line. But now we got like vlogging style to the side, and like you got the 360 rotating screen to the side, so that's for some people good, for some yeah. people bad. For the whole but internet creators, this was a very, very expected feature. Because I think the A7 III was like the most popular camera in this field because it's a very good hybrid camera that took uh, photos and video well. So it was the perfect camera for many creators, I would say. But the missing feature was the flip screen to see what you were doing if you were in focus or, I don't know, good framed. But now, it turned into the, I'd say, perfect camera for creators. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <coughs> it's also very good because you got two SD slots, as it is a little bit usual. But this time, you have one CF Express Type A slot or an SD. It can fit both, and the second slot is normal SD slot. So pretty good on that side. If you want to use the CF Express, you can use it. But if you want to use just normal SDs because you didn't use CF Express and you don't want to pay like $300 for a good CF Express, you can still uh, use normal very SDs expensive. that you have around. Yes. And to finish up, this camera weighs at 658 grams, sorry, uh, with the battery and SD cards in. So it's not that heavy. And it comes in at 2,498 US dollars. That's on the BH photo page because the Sony page just wasn't working. And you will be able to buy this available at December 30th. So for just New Year, you will have it there. No Christmas gifts will be Sony A7 IV. <laughs> I'm sorry, Santa Claus. <laughs> you won't be able to keep up. <laughs> But for New Year's, who knows, maybe, I don't know if people get things in New Year's, I don't, but in other countries I think they get, so yeah. And now to the good stuff, Nikon C9, or Z9, I don't know. How <coughs> <you're saying. coughs> What's your problem? That's it. Hmm. You little bastard. Uh, 
so yeah, Nikon Z9. It's the new flagship camera. And finally, I would say it's on pair with Nikon, eh, <laughs> with Sony and Canon in the mirrorless game. So that's nice to hear. So we have 45.7 megapixel full frame sensor. And of course, we are on the set mount. Um, one of the most amazing features I would say is 120 pictures per second although in JPEG 11 megapixel but still very amazing and we can take up to 20 pictures per second in lossless compressed raw of course with 14 bit color so that's pretty amazing and it's pretty strange because now you can't take uncompressed raw you just can take lossless compressed raw which is actually 30% lighter or smaller files than the uh, lossless compressed raw on the cameras before and in compressed raw and of course with uh, loss raw and now we can take over 1000 pictures first without buffering so that's pretty amazing and I saw a video that's on a YouTube. little bit more than the Sony I saw a video on, so, uh, on YouTube a guy took 2000 pictures before the buffer had to clear so that's pretty amazing 2000 that's pretty amazing and that's also the power of good luck editing, CF good luck editing that <laughs> with what? What what did you say? I didn't hurt you acoustically. Good luck editing well. that one. Oh yeah, you can just uh, edit one and copy the this uh, settings and paste them on the other all of the photos. So I think that's easy, but your computer will have to process that. Oh yeah, but what 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 I was saying? Uh, that's thanks to the CF Express Type B cards. This time we have two slots for them or XUD cars if you want but for the same money or sometimes even cheaper you can get CF Express cards and those are much quicker than the XQD cards. Now to the good stuff. We can film up to 8K 60 frames per second video although that will be available uh, in beginning of 2022 the 8K60 but now we can film up to 8K30 without overheating <laughs> you can film more than two, one hour without overheating and so of course the recorded limit is finally gone on Nikon because we used to have 30 minutes recording limit but that's nice and we got a, uh, a big variety of codecs to choose from we got of course H264 and H265 and ProRes RAW and 422 and 8K60 so that's pretty pretty amazing that, that will be very good for many creators and filmmakers that care about that that will be a very good combo with the new Max <laughs> that launched last week Mm, yeah, 
so the next thing I want if you if you didn't know that about the Max, go back on the podcast and listen to that chapter. Yeah. That was like two weeks ago. But or one week ago. And just go on that one because it was very, very good as well. So you will know what we're talking about here. Yeah. The EVF is half inch OLED display with 3.69 megapixels resolution it has very good auto adjustment of the brightness and it's very bright so you can have like HDR visualization that was the problem with other manufacturers so that's pretty nice and we got no blackout that's pretty good for the sports photographers or wildlife photographer that take a lot of uh, images in a row you normally will get blackout so you don't know exactly where you're going or what's happening so that's pretty good to have and yeah. on pair without Martin, I will have to interrupt you there because it was not uh, the EVF is not like 3.69 uh, uh, million pixels, dots is the same three, thing three uh, one dot is one pixel the same thing and mega is for stands for million kilo thousand mega million <laughs> it's well, the same thing okay doesn't matter <laughs> um talking about blackout and stuff we got this time just an electronic shutter no mechanical shutter just electronic shutter so that's the first camera to have that and the good thing about it is it got the very world's fastest scanning rate of the sensor so this time hopefully we won't get rolling shutter if you don't know what that is is for example when you have LEDs and you try to take pictures of them you will see flickering because they flicker every time uh, every second many times just to shine or for example when you shoot motion sometimes the objects wouldn't be in the perfect form because of rolling shutter so yeah and talking about shutter we got this time up to 132,000 still what wait that was German <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how to say that in English but one over one. 32,000 yeah second till 30 seconds exposure time and ISO from 64 to 25,000 um, another thing is we got much much better focusing and autofocus in this camera thanks to the new X processor the XPeed 7 which is much 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 faster than the XPeed 6 that's built in C6 and Z7 and then the six set six and six <laughs> what too many sets set seven mark two you get two of them but still this one is much much faster um, with 493 focusing points in hybrid IF so you get contrast and phase AF combined you can track up to faces eyes animals vehicles and much more thanks to this system and we got what we had in the pro cameras and the dslrs 3d tracking so when a subject moves it's much more accurate than just computational 
what we had before. So yeah, that's pretty nice. We also got what many cameras were missing, lit buttons. So when you're at night, you don't need a flashlight to see what you're, uh, uh, how do you say it? I can't speak English. What you're Sorry. looking at? What you're <laughs> yeah, looking at, I don't know. So yeah, that's Pressing. pretty nice. And we got, of course, like in most of the mirrorless cameras, five axis in-body stabilization. So that's pretty good. And now talking about ports, we got like the standard now, a USB-C cable, HDMI, a headphone and a microphone jack, of course, separate an ethernet connection like you see normally in pro cameras and of course to the standards of today wi-fi and bluetooth and luckily also gps like we used to from so those Nikon, of you wanted to compare the sony didn't have the gps so if you are used to like locate the, the photos and to like a world map with gps and stuff you can do it do it with the Nikon, but not with the Sony. For that, you have to connect it with the with the app, which yeah. is not that bad. Yeah, and of course, like this set sex and the other cameras, this camera is weather sealed, so you won't have a problem with the rain. And that's pretty good. And this time, like no other camera, we have a special shutter cover. So every time that you turn your camera off, this will cover the sensor and protect it. In other cameras, you see the mechanical shutter protecting the sensor, but that's not the best thing because if you damage that, you damage your shutter. So that could bring you a lot of problems, but now it's a special one that's more resistant to yeah, objects and damage in general so you got your sensor much more protected talking about size this one is 20% smaller than the D6 the newest DSLR flagship camera and we got a 4 axis tilt monitor I think you have one of those in some Fujifilm and Pentax cameras but this allows you for when you're using the vertical grip that also has this camera, you can still tilt the monitor to have a good viewing angle. And last but not least, we got the NLEL 18D battery in it. But you can still use all of the other NLEL 18 family members like the NLEL 18A, B and so on. So yeah, I'm stoked to see someday in person this camera and not just over the internet. And I'm glad that Nikon finally caught up with Sony and Canon and that they're yeah. back in the game. They ah. didn't caught up like at a hundred percent because the screen is not like to the side vlogging style. But, but this camera like is the... not thought for vloggers. This one is for pros you'll see in the price point ah talking about price point many of us were expecting <laughs> it to be like eight thousand us dollars that was very very expensive but for our surprise it cost just five thousand 
$500, I think. So it was much cheaper than we expected. And also Nikon announced new lenses, the 100-400 set mount and the 24-120. So yeah, I think that was all what we had to say. So yeah. Yeah, we finally caught up. We finally caught up with the new releases. I think we yeah. we're done for for an hour. We don't have anything new to post, so we'll have to wait till November fifth to wait to see what that DJI, DJI unveils the hopefully new Mavic three uh, series because we hope that's a series and not just a new one. And I hope they don't launch like a mini three because that would be like very disappointing on DJI. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so, thanks for yeah, guys. listening and hopefully we'll talk to you soon, this time not in a month, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> thanks for listening and bye bye. Next week, new release and we will hope to do the episode as soon as we can. So bye guys and listen to us on the next one. Bye. bye. bye.